Lovejoy, actually. <laughs> okay, let's kick off. Let's Yay! just let's just begin with the In- ring. The let's ring. Let's introduce ourselves. Oh yeah, let's do that. Go on. So I'm Helen. I'm Em. And I'm Paul. It's a bit like I've been rewatching West Wing because I do it periodically to remind myself the world isn't shit. And um, they have the episode, like one in every ten episodes, they do with the recap, like, Leo, what do you think of this? Oh, well, CJ, I think this is just like, let's remind you of everybody's names. <laughs> oh, we should do <laughs> that we more. We should do that more. Paul. So, shouldn't we, Paul? We should, Helen. <laughs> what do you think, Em? I agree with you, Paul. There you go. <laughs> oh, should, I, I'm so glad we do that now, all the way through this one, and annoy all the way everybody's this episode. Um, so yes, um, this is Lovejoy Actually, um, a regular podcast where we talk about Lovejoy, 90s beloved comedy drama. Just Ooh. because of when we're recording this, how was your Christmas? Um, it's all right. Yeah. Underwhelming. Because I spent Christmas, I've, I was thinking of Lovejoy on Christmas Day. I mean, I always think of Lovejoy. <laughs> yeah, so every day. I spent, Never a day off from thinking of Lovejoy. Because <laughs> I spent Christmas on a boat. Oh, he would have hated he that. He would have hated that. Well, I hated that as well. I oh. mean, this is... <laughs> it was, oh, it's well, well, element. So I was, on a, um, I was on a cruise, and a cruise is basically just like Butlins masked as a luxury experience, isn't it? Right. It's just Butlins pretending to be... I like a cruise. I, I would like, like to not be able to get off. Well, so on Christmas Day itself, they do let you get off. Well, only one. So that we had a whole day at sea, a whole day and a night at sea, and I have never been on a boat that rough. And I think, well, cruise ships—they're huge, it's massive, and you could literally, you could sit in the middle of the boat, and you looked out the window, and it was like sea, sky, sea. Oh my god! Okay, it was horrendous. I wouldn't like that. It was, but it was so funny because every—it was this like facade of luxury. And then just housekeeping staff lurking in corners with mops. It was awful. It was so awful. Were you sick? Yep. Yeah, I would. I mean, it was so awful. And I never want to do it again. And Frank said, oh, it was brilliant. Best experience of his life. And he wants to go on a cruise again. So we're having a little, little couple's dispute about it now. You'll have to find someone else to go with. Yeah. I think, I think, I think I know cancer. Do I know. you? Well, I wonder who. <laughs> So yeah, so how was your Christmas? Um, it was good. It was relaxing, too relaxing. I did nothing and then just went into like some sort of coma, stupor type of state, and then was like, ah, because I'm um. So obviously, regular listeners will know I'm shortly to go on maternity leave, both for mm. the podcast and my real job. But you're getting paid for one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was okay. like, how am I? I was like, how am I going to get back to work for like three weeks? I'm so relaxed and calm. And um, but then once I got back to London, I was like, oh yeah, no. It's no, I'm fine. not calm anymore. It's all gone. Yeah, so it's mm. fine. So it's fine because that means I can actually do work for the next while. But yeah, it was nice. It was it was festive. There's the joy yeah. of working in education that you can have that massive time off. Yes, though, I had I... three weeks off and it was lovely. Oh, At one wow. point, I didn't even know what day it was anymore. Yes, I didn't have three weeks off. I had uh, about ten days. Well, I've cheated oh. because I had Christmas off, which must have been two weeks, I think. Uh, and then I went and celebrated Welsh New Year, which was beautiful. Mm. So just like Helen, I'm like, whoa, now I've come back to the city and it's pretty full it's Welsh of people. New Year. Yeah, it's lot, very loud. There's a lot of people here <laughs> in London. In case any listeners who are not from London, there's a lot of people here. Mm. If you've ever been, you'll notice that they're... It's, it's rather busy. It's a it's rather, it's rather I busy. heard this thing that said, um, a medieval peasant... No, what was it? On yes. your commute into work in yeah. London, you see more people... Than a medieval yeah. peasant would have seen in their entire life. life. Yeah, and in one day you see more images than like they would have seen. Oh, you know, yeah. In their, and that was even true like before, you know, smartphones and whatever. You know, you would have seen more like pictures and different things. It's crazy, isn't it? And um, is Welsh New Year different to normal New Year? Yeah, for some reason it's at the same time as Moroccan New Year. I discovered. So everything does every country have its own. I'm not familiar no. with like, Tunisian I've New Year. I've never heard of Welsh New Year. So Liechtenstein New actually, Year. Once I spent actual New Year, our normal English New Year in Wales, and did they, they, did they just have a normal New Year? They had a, they well, maybe it wasn't Welsh New Year. Maybe it was Celtic New Year. But they had a oh. skeleton horse. 
that went from pub to pub saying, can I come in and have a drink? And then the when landlord... When you say skeleton horse, what, skeleton is it, horse. and you're giving it a northern accent, which I quite like. Oh, oh yeah, that's... <laughs> can I have a drink? Oh, Welsh, Welsh me. Is that because you can't do oh, a Welsh... Oh, it's lovely being Welsh. Because you can't do a Welsh accent. Can't do a Welsh accent, and believe me, I have I want to drink me. I want to drink me. That's not... I really can't do it. I'm not even going to try. But, yeah, the horse goes around to all the pubs and tries to go in, and then the landlord has to say, no, you can't come in. And then some people play fiddle and sing a song. It's very nice. I love that you say that like it's normal. Well, allegedly, it's on the... When was I there? Like the 12th of January? Because I thought it would be on the 6th of January, like 12th night. That that makes sense. Completely get it. But no, for some reason, it's... it's I think it's made up. In that village, where it was. I think it's made up, and nobody dares to say, "Hang on a minute, this is just made up." It's one of those traditions, traditions in massive inverted commas. Because I learnt about um, a tradition that I didn't know about, which you guys might know about already. But because um, my one of my friends is from, or grew up in Ripon, uh, where they have this like weird tradition of like the setting of the watch, where like basically every night at nine pm, there's um a horn blower every single night every night for like and they reckon it's been going on is for literally horn, like a thousand years some kind like, of euphemism or the, no, you, no literally a person that blows a horn a horned instrument and um <laughs> every night at 9 p.m they go to like a horned instrument they go to like well, probably they give a little speech Best so kind of because every night there's a few tourists that kind of come and see this thing because it's been going on for like a thousand years and they go to each of the four corners of the square and like blow their horn so I mean, that's like setting the watch. I was like, okay, that's that's it in itself quite weird. But then the weirdest part of it, which I just couldn't understand in my friend, I had a lot of questions that my friend could not answer, even despite having grown up there. So, you know, I question her credentials. Um, <laughs> basically, every, so not only do they have do they do that, but the horn bird then has to go and like find the mayor of Ripon and tell him that the watch has been set. Every bloody night. What every if you night. Oh, if you're like at the so, cinema or something. So apparently, like every time there's a, the mayor, they have to like put a special post outside the mayor's house, which is where the hornblower stands. But, like if the mayor is, for example, in the pub or whatever, they have to go to the pub. But I was like, but how does the admin involved even in just the mayor letting the hornblower know every single night Coops. at nine pm where he's going to be? And I was like, presumably if he's not in the city boundaries God. it doesn't have to be that done. makes that makes my job and I'm, I always say oh I'm basically always on call but that's a breeze compared I, I have not told well actually I've told my boss where I am tonight <laughs> could the hornblower not just whatsapp the man <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it so do a little video update like... it but yeah take a selfie in front of it going here it is I've yeah. said it <laughs> sort of make your own fun in Ripon haven't you yeah but and then and then it was interesting she told me the story all about it and I was like this is the weirdest thing I've ever heard and then, like, literally the next day on Mastermind, there was a question about it. And I was like, what? I know the answer because I've now heard of this weird tradition. But I love that, like, all places in England and Wales and, what well, UK, and I'm sure the world, but, you know, have these, like, weird trad- local things. I mean, it is That odd. to the locals are, like, so normal. Of course there's a skeleton horse that goes around all the pubs. <laughs> you know, or of course there's a, there's a man with a horn stalking the mare at 9pm. Uh, it's just a normal thing. And whereas, you know, everyone else is like, what, what is that thing? And we didn't even know about it. Do you want to tell us the nice thing? Caroline Languish is following us now on uh, Twitter, Yay! which means that I'm now just so excited. I'm doing that teenage thing of like thinking about every word I put on, as though she's going to be hanging on my every word. Yeah. Like she's going to be going on the Twitter every the Twitter going on the Twitter, the Twitter going the Twitter. on Twitter going on Twitter every day and going oh look at that sparkling and insightful <laughs> comment from Lovejoy oh. actually because twelve year old me would have fainted. I know this is so good for our inner children. I don't know if you feel the same. Yes, I mean, Helen, it's, great. it's pretty bloody good. <laughs> it's pretty bloody good for my outer adult, M. Um, to oh. So today we're talking about series four, episode two, which is called The Ring. No relationship to the Japanese horror film no. or, the, or the rubbish American remake. Or Lord of the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ring. No. It's, uh, yeah, or the we'll, ring cycle. We'll find out. In fact, Wagner. In fact, Wagner. it's not about a ring as in a piece of jewellery at all, which is what you might think. I'd prefer it to have been about a nice I would, it might ring. have been interesting. Um, I'll read you the UK TV play summary. My favourite bit being the first sentence where they just describe Lovejoy in a different way every time. That is this the best time bit. is the best <laughs> bit. This time, light-hearted drama with the maverick antiques dealer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been quite maverick in this episode, but he's not always maverick. No. Well, actually, he's usually fairly maverick. He was... Mm. But he was... He was particularly maverick. Yeah. <laughs> mm. This time. And then this is, the, this is the actual plot. Is that the title? Particularly maverick. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the actual plot. Lovejoy tricks Lady Jane into taking part in an illegal bidding ring at an auction, threatening their relationship. I mean... 
I mean, that was a small part <laughs> of a... And I was sort of waiting for that to happen, which meant that I have lost the plot on any everything else that happens. Because I, I spent the whole of thinking, well, when are they going to... They haven't fallen, but they haven't. And it was like a tiny... Well, at least you were doing that, and not like me going, but where is the ring? And when are we <laughs> going to see the ring? ring? going to bid for a ring. <laughs> so now we know that it's an illegal bidding ring, which... I mean, I'll, I'll tell you more about this, but I was very confused about what one was. Well, this... Um, I was going to just go back to who wrote it. It was written... Um, just by Roger Marshall because he's mm. done loads, mm. and he also wrote Public Eye, What's which Public is Eye? a weird, uh, genuine detective series from the seventies. Actual detective? Oh, he like devised it. Oh, like Private Eye? Yeah, but, but oh, it's Public, Public Eye. Eye with Frank Marker. Anyway, doesn't matter. Interesting. <laughs> so I was looking at the ones because I I'm, I'm going to put my cards on the table, so to speak. So I I didn't really like this one. Um, no. I didn't find it very interesting. Um, but. Uh, he wrote so of the ones he wrote he basically wrote two that I really liked and two that I really hated I oh, did not hate it but, but, but was not as keen on so um, the first so he wrote One Born Every Minute which was alright it was a bit of fun but which it wasn't one was that right. remind me exactly that was the one that was <laughs> oh, the one with painting oh was it the one with painting the yeah the one the oh, one with, oh um, I liked that one yeah. Yeah. the yeah. one with what's his name I think yeah. I I think I liked it but was a bit painter, angry about the um, the painter painting the ladies Tom, cottages Tom Wilkinson Tom Wilkinson, Tom Wilkinson yeah. who I just love Tom Wilkinson and then the next one was Lily's Pearls. Um, oh, which was, which just, was just very confusing. confusing. You can tell they're written by the same person, actually. You, think you about can. One Born Every Minute. And, and then I didn't Pearls. understand a word of this one either. But then he wrote Out to Lunch, which I really liked. Oh, when's that coming? Oh, we've oh, had we've that. Done it. We've had that with Victoria <laughs> Cavera, where 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 ah. um, th- it, it, that's another one with painting. Out to Lunch is the one where they think he's uh, accidentally. Uh, he's bought the portfolio. It's the one with the portfolio of paintings. Oh yes, yeah. And that's a good one. They they're saying, "Oh, but you took your eye off the ball." I wonder if and that's didn't. a better one because it's part of that. I was going to say arc. portfolio again. Arc the Victoria yes. Arc. That's right. We liked the Victoria, Victoria Arc, and then and, and then he, and then he wrote the Ben in Bronze, which I did quite like, just yeah. because of the little bit of the, I like the bit shots of Sydney at the end and yeah. the bit of Sydney at the end. Um, so oh, and no, the hot just, guy. I'm the hot guy. But I just I just wanted to yeah, chuck that in because it was I didn't really like this one. I'm going to say that right from the start, but in case my enthusiasm wanes during the podcast, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my favourite either. And but it started so promisingly because it starts at a funeral, so you're like, oh yes, excellent. Where's the elderly widow? Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm I was, on board. Got my bingo classic. sheets out. It's classic <laughs> love joy. But then that was it. it. Wasn't. And yeah. then we didn't revisit, and we were like, why? What was the funeral about? And we didn't find out what the funeral was about. Until literally, I mean, a yeah. good halfway yeah. through. So you're left hanging. It was just like a bit disappointing. My very first note says, Jane is worried about Lovejoy, who is fine. Well, I wrote that. He's definitely fine. You could sort of read my emotions in my notes because I've written Lovejoy has gone away. Suggestion again that he's depressed, question mark. Because I like the fact <laughs> they mentioned that in this show. Yes, and then true. I wrote, oh, he's having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but that might have been a symptom of his depression. Yeah. He's just having an affair. But I did, I liked her, I like in this the friends' concerns for one another because actually, yeah. again, we're still early 90s and this mm. worry about, oh, is he all right? It's not like, yeah, you know, it's not, not like him he's not himself. Tough. Yeah. Yeah, so he's gone AWOL and, um, you know, yeah, Jane's concerned about him. But yeah, he's fine. He's in a hot tub being fed smoked salmon and scrambled eggs by oh, some woman. Oh, the dream, the It's the dream, living the dream. I mean, it did look, I was like, that does look pretty good. good. That would lift me a little bit out of a yeah. depressed state, yeah, yeah, I will yeah. say. But then he has to escape because her husband comes back. So. That's right. So he is, he, she is like, yeah, she's married and the husband, ret- Jerry, returns and he gets chased away by the dogs and falls into a lake yes. and it's through some, very through some peacocks very like slapstick he, he hasn't very had any comedy falling into water for a while yeah, yeah. so, it's about so it time. Doesn't, doesn't end too well but he's having a great time in the meantime i've written love joe looks so mischievous he did didn't he, he looked in wow i mean even when he was escaping, even when he was escaping with the husband like he you get the sense that he enjoys that drama oh yeah he, he liked it when the husband it. came home he, he was like it. yes now i can have a bit of like Drama, excitement, like running away from the husband. Like he was loving it. And then he's just back with Eric and Tink. And I was like, well, what? So, what? Was he just having a sulk and now he's back? I, I think didn't... he was basically having a sulk. Yeah. Always having a bit of time out. And what's happened in the meantime is that Lady Jane, so kind of the plot, or is it? I mean, I don't know whether plot is a bit of a loose term. Or, you know, <laughs> I, think, I think plot is a very kind term yeah. for this episode, yeah. to be honest. So, Lady Jane knows about a company, <laughs> she knows of this company that's going bankrupt, I think through Alex. Oh, yes. So, Alex has invested in them, which also is bad news for her, because yes. she's probably lost some money through it. 
but they're having a bankruptcy sale, like an auction of all theirs. They've got lots of fancy office furniture. It wasn't just your standard, like, stuff from office furniture land or whatever it's called. Not your standard wheelie chair. Yeah. yeah. It was, like, proper nice stuff. And so they're having a, having a bankruptcy sale. So, yeah, Lady Jane wants to go along and see what they can snap up. Um, and then... But they want so they want to get Lovejoy to go up there as well, right? But they feel like they've got to trick him into it. So they make Eric trick. I've written Eric does good pretending. They make him but feel he like he, he isn't, isn't pretending. pretending. <laughs> so they, they don't want him to know about it, but they do. That's right. They, so basically, he's reluctant to get back involved in the antiques. They game. want him to feel that he's had this great. They want him to feel out that, a great idea, he, rather than just saying, "Oh, we're going to this bankruptcy sale in Norwich, glamorous mm. Norwich." And Eric and Tink have got a van that says Felsham Interiors. So they're yeah. obviously aligning themselves with Jane. Yeah, they've been working for Lady Jane, helping her mm-hmm. refurbish houses. So yeah, Eric let slip about this bankruptcy sale. He's come, he's, on, he's come a long way, is Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it was one of his objectives in his appraisal? <laughs> well, I don't, Do good I, pretending. I thought better. he was doing really good pretending, and it's only now looking back that I'm like, was he? Was he pretending? I don't think, I don't he, think was he was. I think Tink and Jane le- used the leverage yeah. of this slight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I think Jane's gone to Norwich, and he's like, "Oh, maybe it wasn't Norwich. Maybe it was not Nottingham." Yes. Um, and but I think he actually is. That's genuinely he like, is that stupid. Yeah. Oh, I think when we interviewed Chris, Chris seemed to think he was that stupid. Yeah, he did. In fact, I think Chris thought he was stupider than we thought he was. <laughs> oh, when we said, "What would he be doing?" and Chris was like, "He certainly would not be running a business." He, did, he didn't have the tender heart. Oh, that I he didn't. Bless him. Bless. Um. So, but Lovejoy does go to Norwich. I figure it's to Norwich. So they go to the like bank. So then him and Jane re- reacquaint themselves with each other so they haven't seen each other for a while. He's been off shagging. Her name is Victoria, actually, interestingly. Oh, the she's lady. just rebound. She's just on the rebound. Yeah. Poor love. And um, he wants to buy some... There's some paintings there by Jessie Webb. Again, so we, I didn't look this up. No, neither did I. Is she, normally when we say, is she real? She is real. Yeah. So probably she's real. She probably is. I'll look her up now. She's Victorian but, of the Cottage Garden School. There's 20 of her paintings because... Again, Roman Roger Marshall it. doesn't broaden his horizons much in what he writes about. No, he's painting he? again. He's, painting. he's had two rural painters. Yeah, he's like, already. right, what, what is old and people like? What it's, what, cottages. What, it's what he likes, probably, yeah. isn't it? The rumour had it that the original chairman of the company that's gone bankrupt and Jessie Webb were lovers. Well, hopefully so that, she's not real then, otherwise she's not I real. feel bad. No. Um, yeah, I suppose that, yeah. Oh, if it was a Terry episode, she would have been real. She would have yeah, been real. She's, not, yeah, real. she's so, not real, guys. So um, mm. so basically, yeah, they, they buy these lovely paintings. I don't know why he wanted the paintings. He just did, didn't he? But he won't... He was trying to... Was he trying to borrow money to buy the paintings? Because he was trying to get cash off Jane. Oh no, he wouldn't borrow money off Jane. So then he went to Robin, who wouldn't give it to him. And then he went to Greg, something, don't know. (laughs) Really, my notes don't make any sense. (laughs) To be honest, I gave up writing notes after about a page for this one because I just didn't find it very interesting. he He did buy the paintings though, right? Or did Jane buy them? Basically, they have these paintings. Yeah, somehow they, they got do, the they paintings. They have the 20... But you're right, then Lovejoy is going round trying to um, to borrow money off various people. Jane offers to lend him money, but he won't borrow off Jane. Obviously, he's too proud yeah. to borrow from her. Oh, I suppose maybe he, he bought the paintings and he was like, oh, and I'm 6K down. I need to recover it. Yeah, yeah. So he goes around trying... All these people that he knows, trying to get the money off him, off them. Um, <laughs> I did... It was the most wonderful comic sequence, though, of Eric going around and, like, one of them has a dog and one of them says the thing you sold me was fake. Oh, yeah, when he's trying to recover. Like, that's right, yeah, yeah, so Eric's trying to... Yeah, so another thing they do to try and get some money is that they send Eric to recover money from all the people that owe them money. Poor and, yeah, that you're trying to... Like, an enormous everywhere man. Everywhere it goes, it's like, yeah, they've got a dog or it's an enormous man or they want to complain because the thing they sold them wasn't really what they said it was. Um, so, yeah. And then... Basically, Lovejoy is kind of thinking about he's in Jane in the pub with Jane having a heart to heart about his future, and he's like, he says at one point he's like, you know, saying what's been going on since he left. It's really interesting. On the one hand, he actually says to Jane, "Don't steal Tink and Eric off me. They're not coming to work for you." Yeah. But on the other hand, he says, "Oh, maybe it was just never for me." Lovejoy and Associates 
I do not associate. Yeah. I found it all a little so bit So it was sad. a bit like... It was, it was like, the was house, very, the car, I it just found, wasn't me. Was I don't like, need to be tied down like that. But I found a lot of what you said quite sad, really. It was, it was a bit like, I'm a loner and I can't, mm. you know, I can't do this socialising thing. I can't... Yeah. I, I don't want to be legit. Mm. Um, which is interesting, actually, for this episode, because then he kind of went seriously not legit, I think. Oh, God, well, you know, he really did. I've written Toast Rack in uh, Capital oh, Letters. Massive Letters, I know, and I missed it. <laughs> I don't, I toast it Rack? Just, I think it was just in the background. I was obviously so bored. I, I missed it. looking at what was Do in Do you know the... what? I have to make a terrible confession. Is I didn't really pay much, <laughs> mainly because about halfway through I got bored. Yeah. 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 I mean, basically, that that is what's going on. So they've got these paintings and they're trying to then sell them, obviously, to make some more money. Um, but they're also trying to get money from other sources. So they try Eric's dad. No, he's skint because he's a butcher. He's but a butcher. Did we know market. that Eric's dad was a butcher? I can't remember. I, I feel like we, we would know, right? I didn't think we did, and I'd written down, oh, Eric's dad is a butcher. No, Not I that it was a special. I don't think we knew that. But, but he's skin. very early 90s because the supermarket just opened yeah. up and... It's taking business Presumably away. Presumably mad cow disease is like, is like rife as <laughs> well. Like not, what's it, not 90, the best time to be It's like 92 yeah. or something. Yeah. It was around the time that John Gummer was trying to make his kid eat a beef burger. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, those were the days. Nostalgia, everybody. And Lovejoy seems to be staying with Tinker because they're just in Tinker's place and Tinker says, Ah, oh, the three saddest words in the English language. Beer or cider. <laughs> That's all they all they <laughs> really like cheap I mean obviously it's not real brands because it's yeah, the BBC, BBC but it's like obviously meant to be like really sort of like the cheapest crappiest beer inside they've had real get. brands though because didn't they have Walker's Crisps with the see-through packets we've discussed yeah. them yes. yes and they have, so they have Moe spoiler alert and they're KFC and it, yeah oh, they've had so quite a lot of them KFC should we go to KFC for oh you know what um, I'm actually quite <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically they've got these paintings I think but rather than trying to sell them initially Lovejoy's got another way to get some money, which is he goes to some random lockup that he's got um, to find an old clay pot that he's got hidden away, another one of his, like, squirreled-away items, and he goes and finds a newly opened antiques shop, so someone who won't know who he is and that he's trying to con them, and he pretends to be posh. He does such a voice. He does. Oh, hello, I'm just looking for a wedding present for my niece. I can't (laughs) even do it. I mean, he's like, Lovejoy pretending to be posh. And he tries to get the guy interested in this clay pot with some nonsense about France. I've put, oh, he learned, he picked up some stuff from Vial. Oh, yeah, because he wrapped his pot in Le Monde. Monde. Because the guy comments on it, doesn't it? And goes, oh, Le Monde. Oh, yes, Le Monde. And he's like, what is Le Monde wrapping up? That was a really weird way of saying that. What what is the newspaper wrapped around? And then he gets out this pot and he's like, oh. He just tricks him. He's yeah. dodgy the he whole is, way through dodgy. this episode. And yeah. I wonder if that's why Dis- we're all a bit like... He mm. was disappointingly dodgy because normally he's dodgy with a purpose. And here, the purpose was purely selfish. It was to get himself... Uh, which he yeah. needs, obviously, to get himself back on his feet. But I found the whole thing just a bit... It felt out of character. Yes, it did. Actually. Yeah. And there was no warmth either. Yeah. And the next you episode, mean? you get a lot of warmth yes. and a lot of passion... Yeah, mm. and we'll, we'll come to that. But this one, it was interesting because again, one of the things Chris said was that these episodes can all stand alone; they don't, they don't yeah. need to feed into each other. But this one, we've always commented on how actually, although you can watch them individually without having to like see the previous one, um, this one just sort of it, it jarred. I, yeah. I think I know what you mean. Now you've said that, that does make everything about that's maybe why I didn't enjoy it because there was there wasn't really warmth and joy in it it was all a bit like mm, sordid even Jane did something mad at the end which we'll talk about I'm sure but yeah mm. yeah but then so this antiques dealer who's he's, who's he's conny about this pot like he's looking at it going mm, well it's pottery it looks old and I'm like, <laughs> like wow I could be I could be an antique nothing dealer. gets past you sunshine but actually I <laughs> spotted that it was a I'm sure we all spotted we all spotted this with our extensive Latin knowledge. <laughs> it, it obviously was fake because basically it's got this like inscription on it, which is MJDD, mm. and he comes up. I can't remember what like, some nonsense Latin phrase that apparently means receptacle for the offerings to Jupiter. Mm. I'm like, hang on, MJDD, that can't be Roman because Ro- J is not a Roman yes. letter. Oh yeah. So I was going, it's fake. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> From the beginning, it's, like, it's, it's nonsense, nonsense. We haven't talked about Latin for a while. No, we, we? haven't. And I, didn't write, I didn't write down what the cod Latin was either, and I wish I had now. It was like, you know, um, yeah, something Jove Dior, Diorum or something. 
bollocks. I mean, obviously, we knew it was a load of bollocks anyway, probably. But um, okay. yeah, by the way, he was going about it with his silly voice. Yeah. <laughs> Man. But then he but then he does sell it to the guy, obviously, unsurprisingly obviously. And, and, I, and then he buys the paintings. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought he bought them. Yeah, anyway, so then he buys the paintings. Don't know who off. But anyway. Maybe it wasn't them. an auction, maybe it was more like a, a sale. sale room. Yeah. And he said, Oh, I want these, but wait for me to get the cash. Yeah. Then they eat some really nice looking chips. Oh, yeah. I wrote those chips look good. But this is a measure of how boring the episode is that we're looking. Oh, <laughs> oh look, chips. Look those chips! Oh, they look so good. I mean, I had the night before I watched it or something. I had had some really like chippy chips. good chippy chips, oh, and God. I was like, oh yes, it took me. I was like, I want them again. I literally just spent last week eating. That's all <laughs> I did. I mean, you were in America. I was in the US, and at one point, right, we drove from one car park to another car park, and they offered to drive us. I swear, it must have been about two hundred yards. That they were like, we're going to drive, and everyone, and they asked, "Do you want to come with us?" And me and my colleague were like, "We'll, we'll walk." Well, they looked at us like, <laughs> I mean, as my dad would say, and they looked at me like I'd shot on his grandmother. You know, <laughs> it was, sorry, that's a horrible phrase, but it was the it, like they looked at me like I was from Mars or something. I was going to walk. But I think I, th- I thought it was a rumor that Americans ever walk anywhere, but yeah, mm. they really don't. But all I did was eat, and they would buy us massive breakfast. With, with like chips, breakfast would come with like oh, no. home fries. This no. home fries. Sorry, I'm going off on no. one. Aren't they like sort of waffly? No, home no. fries are like a bit like so little saute potatoes, oh. and and then they put this massive egg on this bit. And they serve things like um, I want one dad pancakes with syrup and bacon, but like but, a tray full of bacon. No. I quite like pancakes with syrup and bacon actually. I don't like bacon. Very bizarre. And no. then we would get and, the, and then we would get to this room where we were having meetings and they'd have a massive bowl of chocolate covered pretzels in the middle of the oh table. God. And you just think how... Anyway, sorry. But anyway, so I just looked at the chips and went, "Oh, chips." Mm. They they looked, they looked looking chips. They look. That was my note. For the chip. <laughs> Those chips look good. And this is where we find out that Lovejoy wants to do something completely illegal. A le- yeah. An illegal bidding ring. And the thing is, interestingly, so I thought, oh, okay, a ring. So I assume, well, obviously we know anyway that he wants to sell them. And so therefore he must be using the ring to drive up the price. But I am my, I mean, not that I know anything about auction mm-hmm. rings, but I thought that would be the point of one anyway. That you would want the price to be as high as possible, so you get your mates to all bid for it to like jump, yeah. drive up the price. But apparently, that's not the gen- usual. To, so in this episode, it was the point to get. But well, we've had up. ringers before, as in individuals yeah. who've been there doing that. Uh, when he was selling stuff for somebody else, didn't he get somebody? Yeah. To yeah. Well, it? at the start of the Venice one. They'd all kept um, it low, and then they all went oh, to the all went and pub did, and did their own auction. And it said in the book, this is, in, they, the, in the book, it said this is where the real business happened. Yeah. So they'd done the opposite. So the ring keeps it down for them. It, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, which is what because that that's, that's what they're talking the about. Normal, the usual point of a ring is to keep the price down, mm. so they get a bargain, I guess, and then yeah, like I said, they, work I it suppose they can themselves. do what they want. But I'm sure the point of a ringer, like it. Is yeah. Mm. It's also a bit risky though because I was looking at it going, what, at what point do you? How do you know how far to judge it? At what point do you bid and everyone else goes, no bugger that, and you've, yeah. you've accidentally bought like I don't know a like it well, just a horse's head. head or something or a, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like how the risk you, is how can you guarantee a dog rug that you don't want? Yeah, <laughs> how can you guarantee that someone's going to bid higher than mm. you? Yeah, it's a very odd strategy. But anyway, they decide to do it. So uh, most of the rest of the episode basically is Lovejoy getting the gang back together. So he's obviously done this before. He's done a few illegal <laughs> rings in the past. There's been there's been, there was a prosec- so they mentioned a prosecution in 1981. I don't know if that was real or not. Um, but that's sort of put everyone so for the sort of ten years or so. No one's. Yeah really been doing this but they're like right we're just going to do it um, and that's where he gets the gang back together starting with and we're about to the beginning of the view Henry the Hearst Chaser <laughs> oh now I like this I, I perked up a bit at this yeah he was good it did make sense then of the beginning so at the beginning you see this old guy at the funeral sort of muttering and I was like what's he doing but now I realise he's like saying the words of the funeral service because he goes to like so many funerals, oh, yeah. he like knows the whole liturgy and everything. That's, That's quite funny. Reminded mm. me of wedding crashes. Yeah. Yes. So he he turns he up funeral to these crashes. funerals. At one point, I thought he was spraying perfume into his mouth and didn't understand what was happening. Um, and then he goes to the grieving family afterwards and explains some tenuous link to the deceased um, because he sprayed this stuff on him, which turns out to be whiskey. 
they think, oh no, this is some old drunk, and they pay him off to go mm-hmm. away, and that's his scam. What a great ruse! I've written what a great ruse. Well, they did. A th- have you ever been to a funeral? Well, there are just people that hang out at funerals. they really I've these only people been to exist. I've been to so many funerals, and I went to my grandma's funeral, and there was this random. So we're all in black, and there's this random woman who's about five foot high in a bright pink coat who muscled herself to the front. Oh no! Stood in between me and my cousin, and everyone's like. I don't know who that is. Who is it? Who is it? It turned out it was... Oh, somebody said, oh, you know, she's your Auntie Marie. That brilliant northern thing. She's your Auntie Marie. <laughs> Who's my Auntie Marie? Oh, you remember. She was your grandma's cousin's best friend. Really? <laughs> Why is she standing in the front row? With, with the family. These, with the family in her pink coat. And every time anyone said anything, she beamed up at us because she was like a foot below all the rest Aww. of us. And every time somebody said something, she would just beam at us. She was having a whale of a time. But some people love going to funerals, yeah. don't they? Well, like as well in Ireland, it's like really normal. Oh, yeah. like, everybody just goes to like everyone. Yeah. Funeral, go home, a go home after have a have a whiskey and an egg sandwich. I mean, it was <laughs> it was bizarre. So I really perked up at this because it was it was just that, like well, an that was quite of my good, life. Actually. It was that good was rifting. his whole thing about yeah, like going to the funerals. That was quite funny. So basically, he gets Henry on board. Lovejoy gets Henry on board with the ring, and then he goes off to see um, Matron, which. I presume was a nickname, but no, no, she's an she's actual matron. matron. This was a funny conversation as well. She just said, we can't take him, we just can't take him. And she thought they were trying to get Tinker into a home. Imagine <laughs> Tinker in a home, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> but actually, I mean, it's amazing that she's, and this is obviously the days before DBS checks, I mean, she's she's clearly been inside, they mentioned yeah. Holloway, and then she's working as a matron like in charge of this nursing home oh. home for retired gentle folk who, as it describes itself on the bus i mean he's definitely not a gentle folk who presumably he? will leave her things in their will if she talks around i think that was her yeah that was, suggest- yes, that was, her. It was suggested that that's what she now does and also i thought the the actress was somebody but she wasn't although she kind of was because looked up she's john the carrier's half-sister Oh, John Le Carrie's like your grandma's cousin's best friend. Yeah, it's just a similar. So they're both still doing their scams in their own way. Like he's going to the funerals, she's scamming old people out of their money. But then the third member of the gang is Gideon, so called because he's been on more <laughs> hotel beds than the Bible. That was amazing. That was that amazing. Was good. Do you think good. everyone would have got that reference? I suppose they yeah, would. Suppose they at the would, time, they? they would. The I don't know if people would now. You know what I used to like about Gideon Bibles? I mean, sorry, I had a very boring <laughs> life. Um, <laughs> you would open up the fronts and they used to have this thing where they would they would have like a Bible verse, and I think it was the verse from John or whatever, in about 100 different languages. And I used to look at it. It used to really interest me. You could see That's it in Hindi and all these different... That's our linguistic comment for anybody playing playing. <laughs> Everyone's got their Gideon Bible at home that they stolen from a hotel. <gasps> no. Um, so, but he but he has now gone straight a Gideon. Isn't he? He's now a used car salesman. He's got married. He married the daughter of the bloke that owns the used car lot. <laughs> Some old flame of Lovejoy's. Obviously, Lovejoy had it off with. I think first. everyone is an old flame of Lovejoy's. Yeah. But then Henry gets on the train to go to I guess wherever they're going to do this ring thing. And he and he get he's hoisted by his own petard. Oh, that's a good phrase. Yeah, he meets another like another ringer. Another, yes, yeah, just who is pretending to be on her way to a funeral and. Oh, she's oh, not... in my grief, I must have lost my train ticket. I thought that she was, as in not the actual actress, but the mm. the, the person, she, the character she was playing was a terrible actress. Yeah. I would have just yeah. gone pull the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think as well he would be kind of wise to it. So it's literally like very similar to his oh, own maybe, scam. Maybe it's that kind of thing where you're so comfortable with it that you can't see it. Because you can't imagine that anyone else anyone could be as clever ever, as you. Or as vile as you, you yeah. know. Sort of so he pays thing. for her ticket and then he helps her put her bag or whatever on the rack. And when he's doing that, she just lifts his wallet. So he hasn't got his wallet either. That was quite oh, funny. Poor, sauce. poor, poor, um, poor Henry. And so Lovejoy goes to meet Henry off the train. And then meanwhile, Gideon and Matron are meeting up in a cafe and like reminiscing about their old... Oh, good old crime days. <laughs> it's literally criminal. I just, I did just find it all a bit, I don't know really. Yeah. I mean, I know Lovejoy does this sort of stuff, but I just, it, I don't know. I, I did, know. I, I didn't do. feel right. I did like the way that they, that you can go from being quite close-knit with some people, maybe because you work with them or whatever, mm. and then you don't see them for ages because 
oh, your lives have changed, and then that coming back together, yeah. that was quite nicely that was nice. done, and that and felt it, nice. And it was interesting, it made me think that, like, it used to be different doing that. So nowadays you would do that still, and it is amazing. Yeah, but you would but know what was going on with that person Facebook. because of Facebook. Yeah. Or just the Facebook. The Facebook. <laughs> that you'd know, oh, you now you live in such and such, and you've got two kids and whatever, whatever. You know, you'd know that about them already. Whereas actually in those days, you meet and you'd like, you just wouldn't have a clue yeah, what was going on with them. Really it would be like good. such an amazing reunion because you would have just, they would just not have been in your life at all. Whereas I think with Facebook or whatever social media, you feel like you're in touch really. with them, even though you never speak to yeah. them, you never have any interaction with them. So I thought that that was quite, it did make me think about how that has changed actually. And it also, on another note about things that have changed, so they go to the cafe and there's someone someone there with a fab, like, Lovejoy-esque mullet. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they think at first glance that it is Lovejoy. I was thinking, like, were, were mullets kind of in at this point? I don't think they really were. And all I remember from that period is those awful, like, rat's tail. The ponytail. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. talked the, about the rats, those before. The rat's tail, like, like, not a ponytail, just the, like, long bit long thing down the back. back. We probably told you the sort of estate that I grew up on that this that was that was. I'm looking at you like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, so yeah, I've seen that. They're short and then they just grow like a long bit. It, it was called a rat's tail. I mean, yeah, and that, yeah that was basically. What it was. All I remember from the '90s is curtains. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. curtains, like even at this stage, because I think it is actually now '93. If I remember, I remember looking it up when I was watching it. I think we're now in '93. I'm sure it was. Curtains. Oh yeah, I think we are in '93. Um, but yeah, so anyway, mullets, I don't think they were particularly in at this point. I think they'd gone out a bit, but. But I didn't really like any of the people. I know no. they have this camaraderie, but like that, the po-faced woman, for example, like I just didn't like them. Well, they were all scam artists, really, yeah. weren't they? They so... weren't meant to, they, well, they weren't like. But they weren't likeable yeah. scam artists. You get a lot of scam artists in this who are likeable scam artists. And they were just, there was something a little bit dark and a bit creepy about them mm. not creepy is the wrong mm. word I know just, just a bit distasteful about them it's a bit dirty right? yeah. yeah you know it just was a bit this is the bit where he explains how the ring's going to work yeah well. they all so meet up it's in the really conspiratorial. I would like to point out actually this whole thing was much cl- much nearer to the books though because this sort of yes, thing does happen in the books very true. the atmosphere and the whole mm. tone and the way he behaved Okay. He's much more like the Lovejoy mm. in the books but that's just maybe that's where he took his inspiration yeah, from maybe he maybe. was a big fan of the books yeah, yeah. But yeah, he explains, so he says, like, this ring, rather than normally we try and keep the price down, we're going to push it up. And they were like, ooh, ooh, how exciting. How innovative. Yeah. So basically, they're trying to sell it. He wants to sell it for about two and a half grand, with the idea being that he's got 20 of these paintings. If we can sell one for a lot, then he can sell the oh, others for quite a lot, mm. more than they're worth. And then... And sell them naturally and then for make a lot, because everybody will think, oh, yeah. that one sold for that, exactly. they're worth a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's quite a clever idea. So they explain how, they, they agree how it's all going to work. And then Henry, the hearse chaser, gets gets distracted by a funeral, a passing funeral. <laughs> and he just gets in the car. There's a there's a procession, a funeral procession. So it's going really slowly. <laughs> he just opens the car door and gets in the car. <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> it was a very odd moment. But yeah, so then there's they're one short for their ring. So love this is where obviously, yeah, the kind of Jane element comes in. Lovejoy asks Jane to step in, but he doesn't explain like, what does he tell her? Just that he just, wants her to bid on it. Yeah, I think he, he must knows... just say, these are mine, so can you just... Oh, no, but she doesn't know that they're his. That's, that's oh. the point. Because that's the point. Wow. She, he, that's yeah. what confused me. I think, because remember, she, he often asks her to bid on things rather than him, because oh, people know me, yes. they know I'm a dealer. And he does it you to get a lower... Yeah. You bid on my behalf. So and she's fine with that, yeah. and that's fine. He does it to get a lower price normally, because it's like, if I start bidding on it, people know it's worth something, and they're going to bid me up and bid me up. Yeah. Or whatever. Or, and know. he doesn't. she doesn't know that he's bought the painting, so she doesn't know that he owns it. So he's. she's like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And they've had quite a nice conversation beforehand where they're talking about Lady Felsham and Jane talking about how she didn't fit in with the Felshams. And, oh, and yeah. so it's like this real, like... Oh, yeah. He's being really before. friendly and lovely with her and then he's he's technically putting her in the middle of something that is Illegal, really but, but then if she genuinely doesn't know about it and know why I don't know there's an element to which it's she is an innocent party mm. yeah but I guess you know if it had been gone, gone, gone to court and, and yeah. also it's even not what, like being a prosecutor for you even if you yeah. get off it's, it's also not, not yeah. what you do to your mates is exactly. yeah. yeah and Tink is furious oh yeah he was he incredibly protective mad. of Lady Jane over yeah. and really cross about it 
So yeah, so they, they, so they do this ring thing, which did seem very risky. So first, it's just going between Jane and Gideon, mm. which I suppose is fine because that just drives it up and up. But then someone else needs to come in. Then Matron joins in. Then finally, some other member of the public joins in. So they do manage to God, sell I just it. Would not, I can't help it. It was nerve. very stressful. Oh. They, they agree they're only going to go up to two and a half grand, and then this um, random woman, you know, member of the public, bids two and two thousand six hundred. So luckily, but what if she hasn't? Yeah, well, if, it if wouldn't have worked, would no, it? No, it wouldn't have worked. So it was a bit of a what's it called? I don't know how to pronounce it. Deus ex machina. Yeah, exactly. Where you're like, right, was, that'll get them out. Of this. I was going to say bloody stupid. But that, <laughs> that'll do too. Also, at the auction, Lovejoy's bit on the side was there. Did you know it? Yes, and they kind of raised eyebrows at each other. I loved it. I loved no, that like, bit. There was no point to it. No. Oh. <laughs> It turns out the woman bidding was Jessie Webb's granddaughter and she really wanted it because the, oh, yes. the picture was of her mum, maybe? It was, it, was, it was her great-granddaughter and the picture was of her grandmother. Then so, the, so Jessie Webb's daughter, yeah. Then I've written, Harry missed it all for the funeral. He put Razzle in the bureau. Yeah, <laughs> what? that was it. Yeah, that Henry that. leaves porno at Wakes. Oh, Henry, I feel, oh, my handwriting is that, awful. Is that like a little calling card? I mean, I, I thought that was hilarious. I think it's because they wouldn't... Pay him off, maybe. Also, he went to the wake, and they 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 wouldn't like give him money, or he tried to scam them, and it didn't work. So his like party you know shop was to leave. He described it as like hardcore hard porn, porn in the bureau. <laughs> it's, it's, so when they're going through his things, they find this. It's amazing. Porn. Is Razzle is Razzle still a thing? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I just immediately went for Razzle. It was big in the it was big in the nineties. There's a whole, a whole episode of Absolutely Fabulous about Razzle. Oh. oh. And then Robin, who we tried you don't to... need it anymore, do you? No, you got internet. Yeah, sorry, carry on. <laughs> Didn't Razzle created a digital edition like the Telegraph? I mean, I'm not going to look it up because I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> the algorithms will do dodgy things to my... Uh... That's true, you'll you end up getting loads of ads. Don't look it up. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that. <laughs> naked, <laughs> naked ladies on my profile. Oh. This is when then, because this is when then Jane finds out that she's been used as part of the ring. I can't remember how she finds out. It's because out. earlier on he tried to borrow money off Robin, and Robin was like, "Absolutely not, darling. I'm not lending you the money." And then Robin sees him oh, at the yes. auction. He goes, "Nice ring or whatever." And Jane's like, "What?" And she oh, sort of puts two and two right, together yeah. and realizes, "She's like, oh my god, you own that painting. Yeah, you, you got me involved in something." And she gets very angry. But like you said, it's not. It happens as a scene, but it's not kind of like a major part. She gets very angry. And she, spoiler alert: they make up next time yeah. she, but she hits him with her handbag on her way out well, in the face but I mean you would be quite cross I can't tell I mean, you why I'd be fairly, re-watch I'd be fairly like, miffed I'd she be fairly actually miffed. hit him with her bag and I was like I wonder if she meant to do that or if she was just going for a flounce and it hit him in the face and they were like I'll keep that in it was that quite, was, oh, it was quite well, good whatever it was it was brilliant yeah she did she did she did cross very well yeah then he tries to sell his Jesse Webbs to a gallery, and he does sell them. Yeah, so, which is funny because like, the, the, some like London art dealer, and like basically these because these are very like twee Victorian cottage garden yeah. paintings. They go to this like modern art gallery. Mm. He's like, I only do living artists. I only do living artists. And then, but then he manages to persuade him quite easily to buy them for like twelve hundred pounds each. There's nineteen of them, the, so they make loads of money. They're probably painted by Tom Wilkinson just <laughs> <laughs> sat in a garden somewhere over the other side of town. It's, it's all oh. joins together beautifully. So they've made so basically so they, you know, well they do a little calculation once they like take all the expenses. They've made eighteen grand in a week. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? I mean, it did make and me they, think, oh. Mm, maybe it is worth doing an illegal bidding room. <laughs> and then they crack open the moe. We're back to champagne at the end, Woo! everyone. And somebody Yay! says, I think Tinker says, mm, is it Tink? Somebody says, I think I could develop a taste for this. I'm like, it's like, you, you have. You always drink your bloody moe. It's always moe. Uh, did we, did we, um, there was a sort of a subplot the, with the Roman pot. We yes, back to so the, he comes back then, yeah, where they, where they crack open the champagne. Just as they're like, we're wintered! And then the furious man from the antique shop turns up and goes, you scammed me, It took him joy. a while to work it out, though, didn't it, really? I mean, A it, week? It, it took him a whole week. Can, to... can anyone remember what MJDD really stood Moutard for? Jaune de Dijon. Yeah, because it is a French pot. For mustard. For mustard, that was it, mustard pot. <laughs> got, yeah, because Tinker... Uh, yeah, and I was like, I told you, Jay wasn't a Roman letter. <laughs> sort of shouting at the TV, <laughs> and so they give him some money back. They give him his money back, but All they're the money still back, off because he bought it for six grand, and they just yeah. give him the six grand back because they still got twelve grand from a week. And he's like, keep the pot. I'm like, all right, thanks. Yeah. So I'm going to scam somebody else with it. 
If, if it was me that had been scammed, I was like, I'm having the pot. Yeah, I'm sure. and we've smashing it in front of you. In previous episodes, they've we've had mm. that actually. In Catapodis, that was the whole thing about no, you're not having your stuff back, just so you can do it to somebody yeah, else. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So, so that was all that as well. There's an underwhelming subplot. There was no peril apart from when Eric came up against that massive man <laughs> trying to recover <laughs> some cash. Did I ever tell you about? It? I got threatened with somebody with a either a Rottweiler or a pit bull. I can never remember which oh, one is which. Scary. No, it wasn't. It was ridiculous. I was I was um, uh, campaigning. Uh, I won't say for well, maybe I should say now. I won't say for which party. Anyway, I was campaigning. It was election time. The elections happened by that. That's how we put this out. Elections, <laughs> yeah. elections happened. I'm still alive. And um, but I knocked on one of the doors that I knocked on. This woman came out and she sort of started shouting at me. And and she's doing this sort of typical kind of you get out of here whatever and she's going I'm going to set my dog on you and she hauled this massive dog by the collar out of the house and like thrust this dog at me oh. and go if you don't get out of the way I'm going, to, I'm going to set him up after you except that the dog then just gazed up at me as if to go don't bloody ask me what she's going on about <laughs> I've never seen a dog and then, and then he, the dog kind of looked at me looked up at her looked back at me as if to go look I'm sorry about this I, I am <laughs> Just, just, I'm really sorry. She does this. It's just, I've never seen a dog look more embarrassed and non I love it. And, it. and it was a really scary looking dog, with, but with these big, sweet like, eyes. Oh. And it looked at me like, no, I haven't got the energy. I'm not doing it. it. I'm was not really, into politics, really. It, it was really cute. It was, you know, I don't bloody care whether she votes Labour or Tory. Okay. It was really, she was, she was, uh, she did tell me who she was voting for and it was not one of the main parties is all uh, I'm going to say. Oh, well, let's, let's not make any assumptions. So let's not make any assumptions. Maybe it's a party her. for which there won't be many options to vote this yeah, time around. Maybe. Indeed. Um, yeah. Well, so that was the ring. I mean, I think I prefer the Japanese horror film to be honest with you. Yeah, I've never seen the Japanese. Oh, it's horror film. Really scary. Oh, it's brilliant, but I like scary things. But yeah, it, you know, it's yeah. scary. It's very scary. But it's I mean, it's very... better than Wagner. It's better than the, I mean, the <laughs> Ring. That goes on a bit. Oh yeah, that, that's it. Yes, it's shorter. It's definitely yeah. shorter than the Ring cycle. The only good thing about that is the music that they use in Apocalypse Now. That's from the Ring, yes. isn't it? That's from the... yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, oh no, it's from no, it's from Rad Valkyries. Is that's that right. The Ring, or is that from something else? I think that is. No, from it's the Wagner, ring. isn't it? It's but Wagner, whether it's from anyway. the Ring cycle or another one. Somebody, they'll be my, my operatic knowledge is not. They'll be twins. What What have we learned? Oh, we've learned about Roger Marshall. We have learned about Roger Marshall. <laughs> We've learned that normally, so I genuinely learned that because I would have thought that a bidding ring would have kept the price, mm. would, the point would be to push the price up, but the point usually is to keep the price down. Yeah. I would yeah, not yeah. have known that. So I learned that. I learned about how to do criminal things. I learned that Eric's dad's a butcher, which maybe yes. we've been yes. told already, but it somehow passed me by. I don't think we, I don't think we had, I feel like that was new information. Mm. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't much to learn. Because we did learn that you know Lovejoy at the end of the day he is a criminal. We've yeah, got, you know he is with yeah. an eye for the ladies. He's a criminal. He's been in prison. He's doing illegal things. He was so like the Lovejoy in the book in this episode, and in the next one we'll see that actually he's not. A, I mean, spoiler alert, but he he's very cheeky and very naughty yeah. and very funny in the next one. But this one, there was no humour or care for anyone else and that's not really within the character it's always a soft side I suppose it goes to show how good an actor Ian McShane is Yeah, and we're like yeah. what he seems to be completely different this time and maybe it's the, the point like, maybe because he is going through this tough time of like yeah. you know his world you know he hasn't got any stability he hasn't got any money so are his friends going to work for him or for Lady Jane mm. resorts maybe, to different behaviour yeah he's, he's just he's scared feeling. of being abandoned and he does that thing changes in behaviour that you look for to indicate that somebody's not really very well or not coping is that he's, he isolates himself he goes off on a limb he does risky different <sighs> behaviour I can't stop thinking about things. that hot tub sorry Every and single he gets, time goes back to and the he gets salmon in a hot tub. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. it looks absolutely so nice. If somebody hasn't fed me smoked salmon and scrambled eggs in a hot tub I, before I die, I'll be very disappointed. But um, I'm free. I'm available. <laughs> sure, let's come around your flat. It's it's like, just sit in the back. Because it's just like baby shower in Helen's Helen's yeah, flat. Because friends didn't get in. Because I can't. I can't go in hot tubs at the minute. Oh yeah, oh, my condition. Oh, in your but, um, condition. But he, his lady friend didn't either. She was sat on the edge feeding him. Like she wasn't even joining him. Where's the fun um, in that? Mind so, you, I'd want to drop it, would you? And I have to pull it out. It would oh, yeah. It. Uh, and then it would be all like. So maybe that's what she was thinking. She's being very sensible. Yeah. Having an affair, but you know, <laughs> being sensible in other ways. Um, so, Antique of the Week. There's the paintings. Which there were the scams, a lot of which you couldn't pull off now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go, these scams are so old, we've had the real hustle since then. Yeah. We're all wise yeah, to this. Yeah. yeah. 
At one point, Jane had a very nice spiral brooch on. And oh, matching earrings. Yeah. Did you notice? No. Yes, she was. Oh, well, I'm having that set. She had then. a spiral brooch. Yeah. Good matching earrings. The earrings yeah. were the same. Which technically weren't antiques at the time of filming, but now are at least retro. Aren't I mean, they? how They're do you least... how do you determine an antique though? What do they? I think there's an actual rule. It used to be that anything over a hundred years old, but I think that's very I fluid think, yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think it is now because then you get a lot of shops where stuff from like the fifties is yeah. really yeah. Yeah. I think exactly. and great and worth. Retro a lot means and... something to something different to vintage, right? Retro is different to vintage. Retro is newer than vintage, I think. So like something from the 80s would be retro, but something, something from the 20s would be vintage. Or, yeah. And now, something from the 20s would be an antique. Yes. Maybe. Almost. Almost. I mean, we haven't done any research on this. Yeah. Could That's the official definition, everyone. Write it down. That's our it. definition. I mean, it makes sense. I'm going to look at what determines an antique. Oh, yeah, there it? you go. The rule of thumb used by most antique dealers is that anything 100 years old or older is an antique. Items. This is this. You, she was spot on. Items that are Such old, but not quite that old, are called vintage. There you go. There are also some who, for the sake of simplicity, don't use the term antique at all. They refer to everything as either vintage or collectible. Ooh, mm. interesting. So, um, but I don't think I have one. I don't really have one. There was nothing that stood out, and in a lot of episodes, there is something that's particularly good, and oh. therefore I want to. Yeah, there wasn't anything really. Sorry. Marks out of 10 then, yeah. Oh, it's going to be quite low, isn't it? Oh, no. Although I did enjoy it. When we were talking about it, I realised that there are nice moments in it. Like, I like the funeral the crasher. The funeral I think crasher it was great. It reminded me of, you know, all kinds of stuff. So. I'm going to go 6.5. Ooh, that's high. I'm going to go for 6 because actually there were enjoyable parts to it. And there were some, there were some funny moments, even mm. though it wasn't humorous in the way it normally is. There were some yeah. big jokes. There wasn't kind of enough of Tinker and Eric really wasn't no. it? No. I'm gonna go for four. I'm sorry, Roger Marshall, and I did like some of the others that you've done. And I gave out to lunch a really high mark, so I don't feel too bad, but I was gonna give it a four. <laughs> it's alright, he's dead. Is he dead? <laughs> yeah, I looked at him. Oh. So I'll cut that bit out and keep it in your I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry, Roger Marshall's mistake. But just in case you were concerned, he might tweet. I'm sorry, Roger Marshall. Oh, no, he's I'm not gonna tweet. Roger Marshall's surviving that, descendants. Do you know what? I'd put that in because that is actually much funnier. <laughs> So there'll be letters. If I just say I'm really sorry, Roger Marshall, Twitter will just go. He's dead. He's dead. He's like a massive. Uh... <laughs> Great. Okay. So, well, there you go. so that's that's the that's that's it for series four, episode two, The Ring. Yeah. Well, Short and not particularly sweet. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, thank you, Helen, and thank you, M. <laughs> thank, thank you, Paul. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Oh, and don't, don't forget, rate, oh. review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lovejoy A Pod. Join Caroline Languish and follow us on Twitter. Yeah. And That's a bit of a coup, isn't it? If you want That's to support amazing. us so we can buy microphones and things and go to Lavenham, um, <laughs> you can go <laughs> to patreon.com slash lovejoy actually. And, and if you don't want to make a commitment to to supporting us regularly, but you do want to buy us a gin, that would be amazing. then you can go to coffee.ko-fi.com. Um, just like Kevin did when he gave us some Thank you, Kevin. Your oh, kind donation has enabled us to buy some some batteries, batteries for our mic, <laughs> so, which is needed. So it's great. Thank but you. I promise we will also buy some gin. We will. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kevin. Thank Yay. you. Thanks, everyone. See, See you next time. Bye. Bye. Let's tell.